Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a weekly show featuring Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. Who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are today's hosts. All right, and welcome back to The Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Ashley Staggs. All right, so Staggs, this is the chance where you can say whatever you want to say to Matt and Eddie. So think about exactly whatever you've always wanted to get off of your chest and, and tell them this is your chance to say, no, this is going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. We've got some of your colleagues in the house. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we do. It'll be fun to grill them a little bit. I already say whatever I want to say to them. That's Amazing. True. I still have a job. I always thought that about Stags. <laughs> I was told we were in the trust tree. We're in the yeah. trust tree in the yeah. nest where we could be That's honest. That's our trust tree. <laughs> oh, it's our, okay. We're in the trust tree. Well, as you all know who uh, faithfully listen to the show, this show is made possible by Wella and we got Wella in the house. In fact, I'm surrounded by Wella today, so mm-hmm. we got everyone. But we're joined by Matt Reiner, the CEO of Wella. Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you. Good to see I'm, you again. I'm surprised that Ashley invited us on. It you wasn't know, me. It, was, oh, it wasn't you? No, she no. she strongly she had, vetoed it, but she lost. Yeah, very good. So. <laughs> we know who runs the party here. Yes, 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 we do. It's uh, you. All right. <laughs> we're, we're also joined by Eddie Gep, the COO of Wella. Eddie, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Since you're the sponsors, I guess I have to kiss your fanny a little bit, uh, but uh, <laughs> right. let's take a, uh, just in case, uh, take a few quick seconds, each of you, just to run everyone through your background. So Matt, start with you. I'm, I'm an Atlanta native, born and raised here, grew up in Marietta, and then went to school out to Arizona State University. I, I always called, I said, I'd take a four-year vacation. So I went out there to play golf and learn some things, and then came back here. And you know, I started working at my, my dad's company, Capital Investment Advisors, which is a wealth management firm over in Sandy Springs. Mitchell, my brother and I, and then Eddie and uh, Wes Moss, one of our other partners, we started Wella, and it's just evolved into where we are today which I know we'll get to. And so now uh, after taking you know my CFP exam and my CFA certification, that kind of led me down this track. I, you know, my dad growing the company CIA, you know, I was always in this realm. I was always in this industry, you know, instead of watching cartoons, I always joke, I always watch CNBC. And so, you know, it was just something that I knew that I was going to be doing. And now I have an opportunity to kind of make it fun, involve technology with what I love and my passion is, which is investing. So... I said to briefly walk us through your background. Well, I thought we had about 45 <laughs> minutes, so I decided to go as long as I could. All right, Eddie, tell us your story. Uh, so I also grew up here in the Atlanta area, up in Marietta, went to University of Georgia for college, which was the best four and a half years, um, unfortunately <laughs> not five of my uh, my short existence thus far. And then I came, was a finance major, came out and worked for an investment bank for uh, several years before finding my way into this side of the business. I knew this was something that was always a passion of mine and uh, was very excited to join the team at Wella to uh, to help build out something that really can make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Man, you, listen you, to, you listen to instructions a lot better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't want to I get commercials to go in the mock like you did. <laughs> well, and you mentioned West Moss. And so if you've been listening to the show and you know the commercial breakout, so that is the golden voice of West Moss uh, on that commercial. Just make spot. sure he's not listening to this so that he doesn't hear that because then he won't be able to fit through the doorways. I His head would be a little My too big. So, we can yeah. edit that out. Make a note of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Matt, uh, I, I suspect uh, uh, loyal listeners of the show are, are familiar with Wella, but uh, just in case, a quick overview of a quick overview of Wella. 
Yeah, so we're we're a digital financial advisor, and we uh, we're looking to leverage technology to deliver financial advice. That's as simple as I can put it. You know, if you want to try to have a visual of it, I say it's Mint.com plus Fitbit with a spice of advice. Right, you're able to see everything in one spot. We're able, you're able to set goals, but the people that help you set goals are actually human beings, real people, because we know that this is money, and you want to have a personal relationship with individuals. So that's quick. That's as quick as that, 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 that's done. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> one thing I know we always we try to just distinguish between is robo-advising and digital advising. Why did, when you guys were conceptualizing Wella, why did you go down the route of digital advising and and what's kind of the difference between that and the wealth fronts and the betterments of the world? Yeah, so uh, that's a, a great question because the robo-advisors have certainly been um, kind of a, a hot topic in the news as of late and uh, a lot of people describe them as disruptors um, and we don't really see them as disruptors as much as we see this as an enhancer um, I think that this is good for the end consumer, the, the robo space, because what it's doing is it's adding another investment option for consumers in the um, you know in the marketplace. We'll, with the digital advice piece, um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to it's it's almost completely different from the standpoint of the relationship with the end client. So the um, from an investment standpoint, we use all the uh, the same efficiencies as robos do from a technology perspective, but we provide the human element of having someone to talk to when things are going awry in the marketplace, having someone to talk to when you don't know where you should put a bonus check, having someone to talk to when you have an insurance need or a tax question or a, you know an estate and wills question, right? So it's, it's the advisor, you know, the, the, the coach, the behavioral finance coach that um, a lot of people seek when they, when they look for an advisor combined with the efficiencies of technology to, in order to deliver that on the client's terms and not have to sit, you know, we're here in Atlanta. Everybody knows to go have a meeting in Atlanta, it takes 45 minutes and whatever traffic you got to sit in to get there, you have a meeting for an hour and a half, two hours, and then 45 minutes back. That's a, that's a half of your day. We want to try to disrupt that model. And, and I think that just to kind of add on to that, I think that what the robo-advisors have done is they brought an awareness to the industry, which is great. They made everybody look themselves in the eye and say, if I don't adopt technology, then someone else will, and that might put make me obsolete. Uh, I think what the robo-advisors did is that they brought awareness, like Eddie was mentioning. They didn't really solve the problem, though, in the financial services space, right? They, they just gave us another investment, just like ETFs, which are just baskets of securities that track a particular index like the S&P 500. They came along in the late 90s and what they did is they tried to overcome and take over mutual funds. They made mutual funds more efficient and gave you another opportunity to invest. And that's what a robo-advisor, I believe, has done. It's a, it's a digital mutual fund, basically. And it's made it fun. It's on your phone. But they haven't really solved the problem of how do you deliver advice more efficiently and effectively to more individuals and make it more personalized and actionable. So I think that they left the door wide open for us, right? And so what we're trying to do is take what we've learned with the traditional wealth management model over at our sister company and merge that with what we've learned from these robo-advisors with technology and how they leverage it, it looks like someone sitting on their, uh, someone you know sitting at their office or whether they're watching their own show, they're able to go and utilize our platform and utilize all of our technology to provide information, 5, 10, 15 minutes, provide as much as you want. And then that technology then goes into the advisor's hands that allows them to digest it, analyze it, and provide actionable steps back to you where you can just continue to watch TV 
you don't have to worry about coming to Atlanta to get that information. And then the advisor will send it back to you and then you can digest it on your own time. That's how leveraging technology makes it more effective to deliver financial advice. So how does it actually work? So I go to yourwella.com and then... Yeah. So you go to yourwella.com uh, and then you, you'll sign up as a free user. It, it, it's all free until you determine that you need someone to help you invest your money. That's the beauty of it. We wanted to give it... We wanted to make it less intimidating and easily accessible to all. So it's free to go on, sign up as a user. You just need to give an email address, a phone number, and a password. And the phone number is just meant to make for security purposes, right? We're talking finances. So we need to be as secure as possible and make sure that people aren't logging in from multiple locations. You go in and you, you give some personal, you give some you know demographic information like your birthday and other, and then you link up bank accounts, right? You link up your credit card, all securely used. And the reason for that, everybody that says, why do I do that? And, and the reason for it is to allow the advisor to get a, a full picture of your situation so that we can actually give actionable advice instead of you just coming in and say, hey, I want to invest. And it's like, maybe that's not the first step for you. Let's help you identify what is the first step. And by linking your bank account securely, we're able to do that. You go in and then you fill out a game plan. And then now it's on us to deliver you information. So, so it's, it's bank accounts, but it's investment accounts, credit card accounts, your home value, um, you know, other liabilities, your mortgage, so that we can get a holistic view of the picture. So we don't want to be giving advice in a vacuum, but rather give advice in the With pro- full knowledge most appropriate of the way. whole picture. Bingo. You got it. From a business standpoint, who is the, um, and I feel kind of funny asking this because I know the answer, but who <laughs> You helped is, us identify this. I know where this question's going. So. Who is your, uh, who is your target audience and, and how are you reaching them? So we should answer this so, question uh, with we, a question. Yeah, so actually, what, <laughs> who uh, is, what are you them? doing to reach these people? No. The, the beauty of this is that we're able to help anybody, right? So the, the, the universe is very large, but who really is, I think we're going to find the extreme value in this is going to be, you know, that person from their thirties to forties, you know, maybe 42, 45, that, you know, that's when you start thinking of retirement. That's when that starts popping in your mind. Um, but those 30 to 35 year olds have very big life events that they need to start planning for and they start needing to save and they want to pay down debt and all that stuff. And so that 30 to 40 year old, uh, that wants that, that wants to be told what to do, right? That wants to be said, hey, here's what I have. Now tell me exactly what I need to do and help me make sure I do it, right? And stay on top of me. And yeah, I, I think I, I would just add to that. We we kind of define the target market as the mass affluent. So when we initially conceptualized this idea, we wanted to serve an underserved portion of the, of the audience or of, of the market. So you always there's this stigma with financial advising or financial advisory world with that you have to be a millionaire to get financial advice. And there is some truth to that in the fact that the higher net worth people have a different advice model that's being delivered to them. It, it, it is true. It's, it, that's a fact. But the unfortunate part is that the mass affluent, which we would define as kind of that, um, call it seven, you know, five to 700, 500,000 to 750,000 and less. So all the way down to, you you know, you don't have to have any assets to talk to us um, to get started. Maybe you're just getting started on your financial plan, but kind of that under a million, but really it's probably more under 750 um, is that mass affluent investor that doesn't have, that's basically either going to do it themselves or they're going to get sold, you know, some form of commissioned product. That there's nothing wrong with that business model, but the investor, the the end consumer, needs to be fully aware and on board with receiving advice in that manner. So there's not there's definitely nothing wrong with that, but oftentimes what we find is people get sold, and then they're 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 just kind of like a one and done. They get sold, and then they don't have somebody to call, somebody to talk to. They don't hear from them again until they get 
they're ready to sell them again. Basically, you know, that, that's an interesting point that you bring up because uh, recently there was a there was an article that came out that said about seventy nine percent of of individuals from eighteen to thirty four didn't want to seek out financial advice, and the main reason, the root cause of that was they thought that they didn't have enough money to do it. Right, they don't have. They they feel that it's too expensive for them. They thought it was for the uber wealthy. And I think right there, that statistic by itself shows what we're trying to solve at Wella and say, hey, it, it's free. Like you don't need to have. You can have all debt. You can have a net negative net worth. You can still come and you can find value in what we're doing. And on you, we actually want to create a relationship with these individuals. And I think that's what's unique about us and what we're trying to do and how we try to do that and how we market to these individuals and how I believe that we're trying to create that relationship is right now via our content and via our human element, right? Via the human advisor being behind there, but then via the content that we're producing, right? It's not trying to be jargony that's over your head that is boring. We're trying to make finance fun, right? I mean, Ashley has a as a, as a series now that's Ask Ashley a Question or Ashley, Ashley Ask, asks Ask a Question. question. <laughs> ask, I like to ask Ashley questions, but she likes to <laughs> ask the questions also. But that, I mean, that's a unique way of bringing finance to mainstream that's Ashley came into this firm from the outside, not knowing much about finance. And so she has all the questions that everybody out there has. And so now she's able to ask us the question from a point of view that many people are having. And so by providing creative, engaging content and allowing people to hear us, whether it's on the radio, on our podcast, uh, whatever it may be, they can develop a relationship with us. And I think that's how we're going out and marketing these people and trying to provide value to them before they even sign up as a user. Well, that's what we said at the very top of the show, your financial journey every step of the way. It starts at zero. Mm-hmm. That's right. And part of, or as you said, yeah. maybe negative yeah. zero. The, the, the whole point is get on the right path. We can, we can guide you because someday then you'll achieve a level of wealth or we can do something interesting. Eddie, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. I think that's the problem with this industry is that there's, there's a distrust, right? You have 2008. You think about the millennial generation because that, I think the millennial generation fits into that segment that we're going after. They've been burned and they've seen their parents being burned multiple times. I mean, you have the technology bubble in the early 2000s and then you see 2008 and they're like, this market thing, is just going to burn me. And they don't trust it. They don't trust Wall Street. And that's why we're trying to say we're so far from Wall Street that you know, we don't even know where it is necessarily. And I think that, I think <laughs> New York. That, New York, thank you. But I think that's the problem is that there's a distrust out there in this industry. And so we want to create that relationship. All right, Matt, Eddie, Ashley and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right. And we're back with Matt Reiner and Eddie Gepp with Wella. Uh, I really just want you guys to talk about this, but what do you guys have, uh, what do we have coming up in terms of, I don't know, maybe like reality TV shows, anything like that coming down the pike for Wella? 2016 is going to be a, um, a banner year for Wella shaping up as, as we sit here today. Um, 
So we do, you mentioned reality TV, so we'll start there. We have partnered with um, a, a major network, uh, Spike TV, that um, where we're, we're actually a consultant for a show called Family Takeover, where uh, there's a host that goes in and basically helps families get out of extreme financial situations, which typically involve a significant amount of debt, typically negative net worths, and, but oftentimes making good incomes. And so it's going to be an interesting look into real situations. And we've been um, on the back end, a consultant for those families and for Spike TV as far as putting the shows together. So that's pretty exciting uh, to be a part of that. Uh, and it's from the same guys uh, that have had a part, a hand in Bar Rescue, which is another popular show. And right. Yeah. Which is instead of turning a bar around, we're turning a family around in 90 days. And Very so cool. it's quite the, ch- it, it's been quite the challenge for our team. To, to help with that, but I think we've done a great job. The uh, yeah, and and the uh, the families have been able to leverage the the, the platform found at yourwella.com to be able to kind of get their get their financial household in order, and then um, set goals and start tracking you know along because the first step for a lot of people, whether it's families on the show or, or or just consumers in the marketplace, is knowing what you have and where it is, and that's a hard question for a lot of people. When we first sit down with folks, it's typically in a you know numerous different sit in numerous different places and they oftentimes don't by the end of an hour meeting they'll be like oh yeah and i have this oh, wait, you know? i forgot about this exactly that's and that totally old 401k normal. from 10 years ago right yeah so um 2000 but on to the what we have in the hopper we'll be dev- launching an app in 2016 so you'll be able to get your wella platform right to your phone to your smartphone or tablet We've got a new UX user experience. <laughs> I'm learning all kinds of technology. You sound, really, yeah, you so. sound really good. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you should look at our APIs. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> go-to term. So, he doesn't know what it means, but it sounds no, good. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever you're lost, just say API. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, usually quiets the other person because they probably don't know what it means either. <laughs> you got to be careful in this building, though, because everybody knows what that means. So, yeah, so we've got an Apple being launched, uh, new user experience being launched. What's been so fun about 2015 is not only the do we launch this finally that's been in the, uh, the platform yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. that that's been talked about for within our circle for a while but we learned a lot from the users and i think that's what's uh, helped us with the new user experience that we're going after you know a lot of our users have been providing us feedback which has been great and uh that's allowed us driven us to to make it simpler for them to, to access us and i think that goes to the point what you were talking about with the families on the show there's so much that a user that doesn't even pay us gets out of our platform, right? They're able to uh, leverage, you know, get everything in one spot, right? That's that's a big key that people have a hurdle over. They forget their passwords. They don't know this. And that's something that they can, we finally encourage them to do. But on top of that, they're able to get all these financial planning tools, whether it's how much home can I buy? How much, how much debt do I have? And how long will it take me to get paid off to what my 401k allocation is? All of that's free to use. And you can track your goals all on the platform, interact with an advisor. All of that's for free, which is the biggest thing. And that's not going to change, right? The only way that we're going to make money in this company is if you decide to invest with us, whether you decide to roll over a 401k and have us manage it, or you decide to open up a joint brokerage account for you and your wife or just for yourself, whatever it may be, that's the only time we're going to make money. And that might be for a small subset. Everybody else, we're going to provide you financial advice because we think that that's a, that's a, there's a gap in quality, objective financial advice out there right now. Well, you know, I've always thought that the UX... Eddie is the user experience. <laughs> I always Thank thought you, I always thought the experience was stunning. I, mm-hmm. I thought the site looked great. Uh, it, it was visually appealing. I mean, what do you, if I can ask, what are you going to do to improve it? Yeah. So what we've seen, what we've learned is that a lot of people are coming from mobile and that's what spurred us with the app, right? And so to make it easier for them to, uh, to get on 
and, and see all their, their stuff in one spot. And then also tell them, do more with the data, right? I think that right now where we're at, one, we're asking for a good amount of information, right? You need a link of an account. You need to give some demo information. Hand-holding throughout that process and making it less intimidating is part of the user experience, right? We don't want you just to be intimidated by this first form that says, hey, what? where's your credit card. We want you to know why that we're asking for that. And, and then also, how do we take every aspect of our platform that we currently have and how do we integrate it to be able to actually provide you instead of just providing you the information that you provide in in a different format? How do we actually start giving you more advice, more actionable items? And I think that's going to be uh, the challenge for us in 2016 that we're excited to take on. Where are you guys right now in terms of, uh, you know, we, we like to talk to our guests about um, where they are in terms of growing their startup. So talk to me about funding, hiring, what is what state is Wella in right now? So we just finished a uh, convertible debt round. Uh, we just raised $1.2 million, which allowed us to hire brilliant minds like Ashley and um, other people. Sponsor on, great radio shows. Um, Sponsor great Yeah, great and, and it's done. It's allowed us to market, right? And so it's allowed us to continue to build out our technology. And so that's been really exciting. That was a great hurdle for our team to to reach. And, and that allowed us to go out and hire four more people, right? We brought we finally brought our CTO, Alex Weston, full-time. We were able to go out and get another financial advisor to help service our users. We brought on another uh, developer and we brought on an office manager. And so now we finally have a team of eight in, in the office that is working full-time on this project. And that's where we're at right now. We might be hiring one more person in the next two or three months. But after that, I think our heads are going to be down for most of 2016 until we, as we, as we continue to build this product out. We're, we are revenue generating, which is exciting. Uh, you know, I think a lot of times when you go out and raise your first round, you're pre-revenue and, and maybe it's just an idea or maybe you've already gotten something launched, but you know, you're, you're pre-revenue. So we are fortunate in the sense that we are revenue generating, um, right now. And so we hope to continue and grow that. Yeah. And that's been growing, right? Ever since we brought on some of our team, we've seen growth, which is which is a positive thing for us. So, so we're excited to go into the next year. As always, um, it's another opportunity for us to start fresh and, and and continue to build. So, where does it go from here? I mean, I, we've obviously talked about 2016 and all the exciting initiatives you've got going on. Uh, I imagine there's always a challenge when you talk to a, to the target market. This idea of someone signing up for a site on the internet and providing very personal information in terms of financial accounts or credit card accounts. That's got to be, that's got to cause a lot of anxiety. How do you overcome that challenge? And then it's probably a good opportunity to talk about the security that you're building into this thing, which is probably a significant part of the infrastructure that you're building is keeping all this stuff secure. So talk about that a bit. That's what keeps me up at night is the security. I mean, just in sense of we, I know we have a very secure platform, but you just never know with everything that's going on in, in the world. And so that's why we spend so much time and money on security itself is because we wanted to make sure we built the platform to where the users don't have to stay up at night, right? We want them to be comfortable. We want them to swan, what I, we always say, which is sleep well at night. And we want them to feel comfortable and, and trust our technology. And so the, the security is right now, is it's a, it's a read-only. So we utilize the back end, the same back end that Mint.com is built on. So if you've ever put your accounts into Mint and you felt comfortable with that, then you should feel comfortable with us. And if you've ever put your bank account information uh, into any aggregation service, then you would feel comfortable with us because we have the same level of security. We have the same bank level of security that any other institution would have. And 
the beauty of leveraging Intuit and the Mint.com technology is, is that it's read-only. We don't store any of your personal data, right? Your, your username and passwords for your institutions, we don't store any of that. So once you put it in, it goes to Intuit and now Intuit, a multi-billion dollar company, a huge company, is protecting that. And so now we have the security of them behind there as well. And they had to scan our system before they even gave us access to that API. And so that provides comfort with us. The other thing is, is that we're not going in, we're not allowing you to transact on our site. So the only thing that we're doing is we're just reading. It's a read-only site. So we're only reading information from, and into its reading information from these other banks, like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Charles Schwab, and sending it back to us. If someone would ever go into your account, then they can't ever transact or sell or transfer money or any of that. And that's the beauty of it. That's what makes it so secure. And we don't ever plan to have you able to do transactions because that becomes very high risk. And so that is the security on the back end that, that we're, we're using. And we're always adding to that to make it, you know, that's why we ask now for phone numbers, right? So if you log in from Atlanta Tech Village in our office, uh, you can log in. But then if you go to, you know, Sandy Springs at a Starbucks, we're going to have to send you a text message and make sure it's you. Right, and that's the, the types of security measures that we're putting in every day. Try, and we try to continue to improve that. Obviously, um, as that's the never industry, process. exactly right. as the industry continues to change and evolve, and the and the you know cyber hackers continue to uh, to change and evolve. But kind of where it goes, I, you mentioned where does it go from here? And I think from you know from a business standpoint, it's exciting because there's plenty of people to help. Right, so we have kind of an endless opportunity to help consumers in the marketplace. But from a user experience, I think, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning, and we've kind of touched on it throughout, you know, it's a solution for every step of your journey. And so if you start with debt, right, eventually you're going to get out of that debt. Then what do you do? Well, we're there to help, you know, along that path. You grow your family, you have children, you want to save for college, buy a new house. Well, all the while you need to be thinking about planning for retirement or buying a second vacation home or whatever your goals are, right? It's unique to your situation, but um, it's a journey that's ever evolving. And we've built the platform in a way that can kind of meet you. So if you're already in retirement, right? And you, maybe you need to generate retirement income, we can do that for you, right? So from going from being starting in debt to needing retirement income, those are two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And we can help service at either, you know, at either of those and everything in between. And so, um, you know, from a business standpoint, I think we just continue to evolve the platform to, uh, you know, further that experience, you know, but for the consumer st standpoint, we want to try to take you basically from, you know, from infant to, uh, you know, to the glory days. Right, so we're not trying to spread ourselves too thin, right, as well. I mean, we, we want to have a hyper focus on Atlanta and the Southeast and we want to dominate this market. We want to build trust here. And we're not trying to be that one firm that go raises, $150 million, although that'd be great if you want to talk, we can talk, but uh, we're not looking to just do that and then just go sprawl across the United States. We know this market. We grew up in this market. We understand the culture here. And I think that we can relate really well here. And then once we see success in Atlanta and everybody understands and trusts us, then that allows us to spread to North Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, and then continue to build out that way. And I think that's a unique strategy that our firm has. And it's because of our marketing prowess here in Atlanta with this show, with some other shows that we have, with Ashley being huge in, in, uh, well, in, local in, market, <laughs> in the market. But I think that's that's the differentiator. And so I think that's where we go from here is we start, we dominate Atlanta and we spread out from there. All right. Well, as you guys know very, very well, uh, this show is made possible by your generosity. So we're grateful for your support of this show. And uh, 
As you also know, it's time for the Wella question of the week. So I'll start with you, Matt. Uh, My hands are the, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> what's the best piece of advice to improve your financial situation? This one was from a blog post that we did on paycheck to paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck and how to get out of that. And I've fallen in love with it. Go to the grocery store one day a week, right? I think that too often people go to the grocery store three days a week and they their, their spending budget on food gets just blown out. And what, what going to the grocery store one day a week, which is what also Eddie has talked about in one of our ebooks, which is your wallet at yourwallet.com backslash economic shutdown is it forces you to plan ahead. And so you just buy enough food for lunches and dinners and you're not going to the grocery store buying. Cause I always know when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to get uh, turkey and bread. And then I also get uh, Cheetos, Oreos and, and, and a 12 pack of Coke. And so I don't know what to do from there. It makes me sound like I don't eat healthy. But <laughs> yeah, you're also like you're a five-year-old. <laughs> you're also going to get diabetes. From the grocery store. <laughs> diabetes is a real thing, right? But, uh, so I, but that's what, by going once a week, it's really caught up in my in my family's personal budget as well. And so I think that that's a great way to enhance your, your, your cash flow. All right, Eddie, I'll ask you the same questions. What's the best piece of advice to improve your, your financial situation? I think about this from the context of what's the easiest thing for you to do to put yourself in a better spot, right? And I think that if you're, if you're not doing this at this point, the number one thing you need to do is contribute to your employer's retirement plan at least up until the match, right? If your company offers a match, which is fantastic if they do, get the match because it's free money you're leaving on the table. It's as easy as a phone call to your HR or even log on to your you know, company's intranet. Start contributing at least to take advantage of that match and you'll find yourself if you do nothing else in a better position than you would have been had you not otherwise done that. They can do that while listening to the show. That was such a better answer. It was have already done it. It was a lot better. <laughs> I will was. tell you. But it's, it's we cut that <laughs> but that benefit is becoming more and more rare too. And so if your organization does offer that, it's free money. Yeah, All right. Well she doesn't know I'm gonna do this, but oh, uh, balls I thought you were <laughs> but I want to ask you You're gonna make me do it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. what's the best piece of advice? See, I was sitting here thinking about it because I knew it might be Thought ahead. Okay, I have two. One, it's funny. Uh, we're working on um, another ebook, which if it's December right now, is probably out. So visit blog.yourwella.com. But it was uh, tips on saving money. And it actually made me laugh because the book was turn your financial situation around. And one of Eddie's tips was uh, to find restaurants that will charge you a corking fee to bring so you can bring your own wine because it's way cheaper which I didn't know was a thing. So I don't know if it'll turn your financial situation <laughs> yeah. around. Definitely look that up. 300% that's, that restaurants mark up bottles yes. of wine? Standard restaurant markup. Don't, read, on, yeah, on, don't read the names of wines. That retail. is my money tip uh, is just don't buy wine at a restaurant. Right. Yeah, which that's a, better, go and take yeah. An Uber. that's a better one. But if you do want a glass of wine with your dinner, bring it from home. And, um, and there's no, actually restaurants not, that Not the don't. glass, but the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but the corkage fees are, are, I mean, it's, what is it, usually like $10, something yeah, like right. that. Yeah, way cheaper than the wine. And it, it add that to the cost of the wine you bought at a, at a wine shop, it's still cheaper than what they're probably selling yeah. to you at the restaurant. It's actually great advice. Yeah. And not surprising that your advice would be alcohol-related. Alcohol-related. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, I hate to say it, but running low on time again. Thank you for your support of the show. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Thank uh, you. We're having a good time with it. I think we're doing some good. So, Matt, uh, I'll ask you to do this uh where can people go to learn more about what you guys are up to or they can sign up for at your wella and uh, you also do a podcast so mm-hmm. quickly uh, highlight how they can find that as well yeah so you can uh go to yourwella.com very simple why are you are w-e-l-a.com you can follow us on twitter at wella we're also on facebook as well you can go to our blog to find our podcast blog.yourwella.com or on itunes you can subscribe for the podcast which is we call it what the finance and we give you some ideas behind things that you everybody 
thinks about but never decides to ask questions about, we decide to ask the questions and answer them. So you can find that on iTunes at What the Finance. Some stellar guests on that show too. Yeah, we had this. uh, We had this. Yeah, we had Jessica Dollar on there. I don't know who else we really had, (laughs) but we did have this guy named Todd. (laughs) Todd was gracious enough to join our podcast. That was a a, a fun day. It was a fun show. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Matt Reiner, the CEO, and Eddie Gep, the COO of Wella. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of our guests, Matt Reiner and Eddie Gep, I'm Todd Schnick, my co-host. Host Ashley Staggs. We'll see you next week in The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.